Game one, it is in the books, and the Warriors came out guns blazing. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host, Zach. Um, I know we normally do games one and two and then three and four, but hey, Western Conference Finals, we got to do every single game. So how you feeling after this? Game one victory, my guy. Feeling good. Feeling good. Uh, pardon me, wants to say Warriors in four, but not going to get too cocky and too comfortable. Um, But it was a very good time watching the best media, sports, entertainment company in the world play basketball tonight, just like Joe Lake likes to call the Warriors. We're a media, sports, and entertainment biz company. And that's what the Warriors <laughs> Warriors were A plus entertainment tonight. Um, and you want to know who I want to give my flowers out to tonight? Mr. Andrew Wiggins. That man was locked down on Luca all night. Luca had two points, six turnovers in the second half. And it wasn't just Andrew Wiggins. Everyone was guarding Luca. Whenever Luca was in the paint. There was double teams. He was seeing triple teams. And then shout out to Kevon Looney, man. Loon Dog, build that man a statue outside of Chase Center. Sign him to a multi-million dollar deal this summer. He deserves it. But it was a good way to start the series and set the tone. Um, but it's seven-game series for a reason. So, I mean, there's a lot more to go. And you're going to expect Dallas to come out guns a-blazing, especially Luca with how he performed in game one. So, Good start. Good start. Yeah, uh, I mean the Warriors in four is a big, big stretch, my brother. But um, hey, yeah, hey, I mean I wasn't saying it. The streets were saying it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean the Twitter streets, huh? Yeah, the streets were saying it. I mean, <laughs> I understand where people are coming from, if with the sweep, but this is not the 2018-2017 Warriors like. This Warriors team has been sloppy at times all year long. And they controlled the turnover problem tonight. And they partly said, yeah, we'll get rid of the turnover problem. But then in return, we'll shoot free throws like a high school basketball team. And (laughs) Steph and Andrew Riggins. Shout out, Steph. Yeah, Steph was awful from the free throw line. I understand why people want to say Warriors in five with how dominant they won this game. But I seriously think to the Western Conference semifinals. The Suns absolutely demolished and dominated the Mavs in the first two games. They shouldn't get comfortable at all, the Warriors. They got another 100%. game on Friday, and you need to win your games at home. So they need to go up 2-0, and they need to head back to Dallas with the 2-0 lead and try to steal one. Because I think 100%. if they steal one in Dallas, then you can bring in the argument that they could be close it out in five games. But yeah. You can't count out Luka Doncic, who is – you can make an argument for one of the best players still playing in the playoffs, even though the best player still playing in the playoffs is number 30 on the Warriors. But, I mean, overall, my morale from this game is they can't get too comfortable with 
this game one win. They need to move ahead to Friday and try to get another one because it's seven game series for a reason. Yeah, I mean, it's a one game. It doesn't matter how many points you win and lose by. It's just going to be one win. It's just one number in the win column. So Friday, I know this team is locked in. I know in Twitter, um, the guys on the team have said that. But we're going to just talk about game one. Um, everything seemed to click, right, where on the offensive end, um, they are getting open looks. Um, everything, open looks at the rim, open looks on three, attacking the mid-range. It seemed everything was going right. But I really want to focus on the defensive end because that's where everything mostly went right for the Warriors with their game plan. Um, Wiggins on Luka was, was sensational. Like, I'm going to get this straight. You said give him his flowers. I 100% agree with you. He was sensational. Um, I said in the previous episode that you have to make Luka work. And Andrew Wiggins did exactly that where he shot 6 of 18 and had 20 points. That's the kind of stat line I would want to see if you're the Warriors. Having like an inefficient night where he turns the ball over, that's what happened in this game. And um, the help defense that Draymond and Looney provided when Luka was attacking the PNRs, that's what won them the game because it led Luka to turnovers. It did lead to some open looks from three that we're going to address later on. But hey, it's a make or miss league for um, everyone. The Dallas Mavericks just didn't make them. And the Warriors just capitalized on the transition game and kind of tired out the Dallas Mavericks in game one. Um, I do want to talk about how the Warriors game plan was to attack Luca on the pick and roll. It was very effective and it seemed like the Warriors got open looks at the rim every single time. Do you think Zach that, that's going to be the game plan moving forward where they attack Luka Doncic at all times as much as possible. Yes. Keep doing it nonstop, nonstop. And what, when Draymond had that block in the corner in the first quarter, that showed me and proved to me that I thought the the Warriors were going to easily win this game. It just felt like that the Warriors just came out locked in and they were going to dominate early and they were going to dominate often which is what happened. Um, But attacking Luka nonstop is what needs to happen. And like I said previously, on a previous episode with Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green needing to be the primary defenders on Luka Doncic, Andrew Wiggins had Luka Doncic on Alcatraz tonight. The guy wasn't going anywhere. He couldn't make... He couldn't make any offense at all. Only two. He had tough. The- he had tough step backs that yeah. were hard, but like. But you need to also point out that those tough step backs that he was hitting in Game Seven against Phoenix, and those aren't going to go down all every night. And yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a couple. I think in the second quarter, I think. But like, yeah. sometimes you just got to have to tip the cap and say, "Hey, tough yeah. shot." But yeah. there were some points where the perimeter defense was a little bit soft, where the Warriors allowed the maps to have second possessions and Jalen Brunson was wide open shooting the three. Obviously the, the maps didn't shoot well tonight. Those shots weren't falling, but if you're allowing that to happen in Dallas on their home court, you can almost guarantee expect them to fall. It's just, there, yeah. can, there can be some nights where a team shoots 20% from three and there can be, some nights where they shoot like the Memphis Grizzlies in game five from three and it's lights out. It's 
the nature of the NBA. That's what modern day basketball is. So, I mean, perimeter defense needs to be better. And I think just attacking a Luka nonstop tires him out. And I think that's what the Warriors have to do. Just tire him out, tire him out, tire him out nonstop. hundred um, percent. I do want to talk about the improvements later. Obviously there are a bunch of stuff that we can pinpoint, but I do like to talk about like the rim pressure that the Warriors had this game. You saw Jordan Poole attacking the rim because there was no rim pressure. There was no Jaron Jackson Jr. There's no Steven Adams. He took advantage of that, and he had a lot of easy looks at the rim. Steph had 12 rebounds. The fact that you have rim pressure like that forces Dallas to collapse in and allows shooters on the outside to get open looks. That's what happened last, I mean, tonight. Because of the second possession the Warriors had, Clay Thompson gets an open look or JP gets an open look. And that sells it. Um, the Dallas also game plan was to sell out on the three, right? And as a result of it, the Warriors went to the mid-range a lot. They were shooting a bunch of twos, and it worked a lot. Um, do you think that kind of strategy will be the same moving forward if you're Dallas? Do you think? Yeah. The whole the sell out on the so. three. I would I would I would think so. Um I think Dallas will have one, at least one game in this series where everything falls and Luca's on point and he puts up 40 plus points and Dallas wins. It's just the nature of the beast. It's going to happen in a seven game series. Um, but you just got to give all credit. I just want, need to point it out again. Andrew Wiggins deserves all credit for how he defended Luka Doncic tonight. That was elite defense, and it was a team effort. It was 100% team effort, too. It was a team effort, and you could tell that it this game had Steve Kerr's hands all over it. Steve, I think he prepared a good game plan for the Warriors, and like he said in the post-game presser about how we just need to move on to Friday, that's what the Warriors need to do, just one game. You have seven more to go for the ultimate prize, and now you have three more to advance to the big dance. So, I yeah. mean. Yeah, I mean, this game was very – per- it, like, it was, like, really good. Oh, yeah, obviously they're peaking at the right time. Um, this game was really good top to bottom, but obviously there's some improvements that the Warriors can make. I think – I can think of two. Um, Zach, if you want to add more. Um, one thing I can think of is just the bunch of open looks that you mentioned earlier. Um, Dallas isn't going to go 11 of 48 every single game, right? You had seven or eight looks, good, good looks for Dallas that just, that just didn't go down. Yeah. Jalen Brunson got a couple. Spencer didn't, we got a couple. Maxi Kleba had a couple, I think. And Reggie Bullock had a couple. I mean, that kind of perimeter defense where, um, either Steph overhelps on like, um, a dribble penetration, that kind of stuff. The Dallas Mavericks can punish that when the shots go down. So I would like to see some defensive adjustments with that. Um, one other thing, too, I mean, the whole Damian Lee stuff, that has to go, in my opinion. Um, I feel like he's just a net negative on the floor. That's what I was going to say. That was my fix for Steve Kerr. That's what I was yeah. going to say. I like the eight-man rotation Steve put out there. But uh, hell to the no. Damian Lee, no, he cannot be on the floor. I am sorry. I mean, even for five minutes, he can't be on the floor. You add Jonathan Kaminga to – you put Jonathan Kaminga in over Damian Lee, 
he provides the athleticism. He can actually pick up Luca and guard him for some shifts instances. He just, I just prefer Jonathan Kaminga over Damian Lee. Damian Lee makes some boneheaded decisions. Yeah, boneheaded mistakes and just stupid mistakes that are careless. And Jonathan Kaminga over uh, Damian Lee, unless. Until GP two comes back, which we hope is if the Warriors make it to the finals. So, yeah, I think because of no GP two and no Andre as of yet, I think Steve kind of has a lot on his hands with to go with those kind of minutes. I mean, you go with Damian Lee, who's I guess an okay, not even okay, but like great. I don't know. I don't want to garbage time. Yeah, I don't want to say a scrub because these guys are in the NBA for a reason, but like, but um, I mean, he just, it, he goes in there, he, he gets put in there for shooting abilities and just give guys, give starters rest. He just, he, we just got to limit the careless mistakes and knock down the shots. It's all I need. And I think mm-hmm. you have a better, it'll work out better and it'll pay off. If you put in Jonathan Kamingo. I agree. I agree hundred percent. Obviously he's a rookie. Um, he didn't play too great in the matchups um, with Dallas, but I mean, hey, gotta give it playoff experience. Um, if it's just for like three minutes, I would rather have that three minutes instead of Damian Lee minutes, in my opinion, because, like you said, I guess the pros of having Kaminga on there outweigh the cons of him being out there compared to Damian Lee. So um, that's uh, like probably the last thing that could have been improved upon this game. Um, I guess moving on to like game two, um, preview or something like that. But, um, if you're Jason Kidd and the Mavericks after this 25 point loss, um, as a Warriors fan, what do you see as adjustments for the Mavs next game? What do you think the Mavs are going to do differently to give Warriors a new look or something compared to game one? Um, They were they were double teaming Steph. You could see that, but it didn't matter. Um, Steph was still hitting tough shots, no matter what. Step back threes. He was gritting on the Mavs in the third quarter. I mean, I, um, trying to get Luca more separation would be one thing. I don't know how how you he can create that, but he it was just contested all night. And normally he can, can hit those contested shots. But I know um, it's, you, just it's, hope, you just you just have to hope that the shots fall. That's all I can. That's yeah. all I can really think of. Eleven for forty-eight. If that, if I'm not mistaken, was the correct stat. I mean, that yeah, eleven forty-eight. That doesn't happen every single night. So yeah, hundred percent. But um, the, the Mavs attacked Looney a lot on pick and roll. I don't know if you saw that that game, Zach. But um, I could honestly see the Mavs going at Steph a bit more. Um, cause Steph didn't really, he wasn't really as involved in the Luca pick and rolls as much. So I really think that the Jason kids is going to say, Hey, I want to make Steph work, have him on Luca. Um, Steph, Steph wasn't a bad defender tonight. He was showing his, he was good. He was showing like his the, possibility of becoming a true two-way player. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I feel like Jason kid wants to test that. Right. I mean, they say, Hey, if you're really that guy, that two-way guy that you're starting to become prove it 
You're on Luca. What can you do? Or just put Jordan um, Poole on Luca, and then you'll have a great matchup if we're being honest. That's true. I mean, oh, yeah. Totally forgot about that. I mean, Jordan Poole was kind of getting cooked on defense. Not going to lie. See, that's that's what they tried. I think that's what they should have tried to expose if I'm the Mavs, honestly. Yeah, not Looney. I didn't get that for the first few possessions. Like, once it had didn't work, you had to have gone somewhere else, like Poole or Steph. Um but yeah, I mean, that's one adjustment. Do you think the Mavs play small throughout this whole series? Because Maxi Kleba wasn't really as effective this whole this game. But do you think the Mavs start small like the Warriors have it during the Memphis series before? Like they start off I don't they start that. off Luca, mm. Luca, Bullock, Bronson, uh Dorian Finney Smith. And I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I think Steve is still going to roll with the original lineup that he had tonight with Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney. I think that's just the best lineup they can put out there right now. I think Jordan Poole is just such a threat offensively coming off the bench. I think it just works better. And I think with how Loon has been playing, I, I just – with how he's been playing, there's just no point in putting him, having him come off the bench. He provides that instant impact – on the glass, in the paint. Even if Dallas starts small? Even if Dallas Dallas starts small. small. Okay. Okay. You saw – there were some instances where Loon was picking up Luka at the three-point line. Oh, yeah. Luka didn't cook Looney, but Loon wasn't wasn't afraid to back down from Luka. And Loon was out here hitting – Man, that's why – Kevin Looney and Andrew Wiggins were probably the Warriors' best players tonight, easily. 100%. Um, one more thing I want to add for possible adjustments the Mavs can make. Um, you know how Draymond is always open on the four-on-three when Steph is doubled on the pick-and-roll? I can honestly see Jason Kidd kind of have someone up on Draymond a bit more because um, when it's a four-on-three, it's pretty much uh, a basket, mostly – 90% of the time, let's be honest here. <laughs> but um, I think that's another adjustment that the Mavs can make. Um, those are just kind of what I think. But um, overall, this game was a great win. But Luka is not going to stay like this the whole series. No, He's going to drop. going to come out fire guns a blazing yeah. on Friday. I honestly expect Luka to drop 40 next game. Yeah, I'm 100% real. Like, I think that he can draw, he can do it. And he can – he proved it in the playoffs so far, and I think he can do it in game two. But it's up to the Warriors to show that same intensity again on the defensive yep. end. Because right? defense wins championships, right? That's the whole saying. You mm-hmm. win champion. It was yeah. a true championship caliber, championship DNA performance tonight. And the Warriors have a 1-0 series lead because of that. So – Give all oh, yeah, props. the Chase Center rocking. Chase Center rocking that yellow shirts. Yeah, gave all props to Steve Kerr 5.0, who came out tonight and had his handprints all over the game plan this game, and Steve got it done. The Warriors got it done. It was a team effort, 1-0 series lead, seven more to go. Let's keep moving. 100%. That'll conclude episode number 91 of the Catching Dubs podcast. Make sure you uh, 
check us out on the gram at catching dubs pod and on the twitter appreciate all you running up to twitter man appreciate all the support at dubs pod appreciate all the support for the podcast we'll catch you in the next one warriors maps game two friday 6 p.m pacific standard time be there or be square 